0: 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 14, and I mentioned this this morning, about Satan being this angel of light, and um, you guys know as well as I do, and I say this all the time, but I think we need to be bringing this before our minds a lot, that the world is changing, and, and I, I had a couple of people that came up to me this morning, I was shaking hands, walking along this side, and they said, Pastor Tony, are you not scared with some of the things that are about to happen, you know, with the, the judge and... Uh, who 's going to take his place, and, and I mean is this going to be another step, and all these things and i said i, I, I don 't doubt it i mean there 's a lot of things changing in our world right now, but it has been it 's going to continue to do that. I feel like I say that a lot, but let me tell you guys that 's not going to change and, and and the Bible says that this is this is just part of it I mean not that i 'm not going to fight back and i 'm not going to stand in truth and i 'm not going to do what we 're doing but i 'm not going to look out the window at the world and not be surprised it 's like today walking into the church and looking out the window and saying, oh, wow, it's, it's snowing. You say, well, of course it's snowing, Tony. It's February. It's middle of February. That's what it does. As Christians, we should look out the window of the world and say, man, things are getting bad. And people turn around and say, yes, Tony, it's in the latter days. Things are going to get bad. It's, it's what we're seeing. It shouldn't be a surprise to us at all. And uh, I, I say just like you, man, I can't believe how things have changed and. And all these things. But this is this is the part I want to hone in on us as Christians. Because this part about Satan really applies to us directly. Not that it doesn't apply to the world, because Satan works in a lot of different ways. But Second Corinthians eleven fourteen, and no marvel. Don't be shocked. Let, for, let me tell you, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. It, does, it doesn't just say that he is because we know, I'll, I'll look into the world and I'll say, man, Satan, 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 man, I see it all around when things are happening all around us and the sin and the, you know, him, him going and doing some of the changes that he's done in our government and the things that we see overseas. And man, I, I'll call that out all day long. Man, that is Satan right there. He, he, is, he is just doing his thing. But at the same time, it says, well, let me tell you one other thing about Satan. He gets transformed. He changes into an angel of light." Another example of this, a parallel, the Bible says that he comes in as a wolf in sheep's clothing. Meaning that he, he, he puts on a mask so that Christians drop their guard as to what he's doing. You, you think of the illustration back in the garden when, when Satan walks, or, or, or Eve goes right up to Satan, with, with no hesitation or fear whatsoever, because he, that, that's what he's doing today. He's disguising himself in so many different ways. Notice verse 15. It, go, it takes it a step further because it's identifying his works. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. Now, I'm not going to drop names. But I'm going to tell you guys right now that the Bible is laying out and says not only does Satan do this as his attack to us and Christians and believers, but he's got ministers. And his ministers are going to do this the same way. And I say this to open your eyes as believers. Don't believe everything you see on TV. Don't believe every book that comes out. And I see stuff and I flip through it and I'm like, that's a bunch of garbage. And, and it's, it's him either trying to water down the gospel or water down the reality of eternity or water down hell, whatever it is. But we should not be dis- taken back by these things. But he, he, he told us, let me tell you, in the world, for Christians, there are going to be ministers transforming themselves into ministers of righteousness. And God's saying by this, they are not ministers of righteousness, You ought to open your eyes and be aware of that. You say, how are you being aware of that? That's why you you know the truth. And I know you guys have heard that illustration many times. When they're in the bank, they don't teach them to find counterfeits. They teach them what the authentic real dollar bill looks like. So when they pick up a counterfeit, they go, wait a minute, something's wrong about this. You know, what? I'm not saying that every one of you guys are going to be deep scholars of the Greek language of everything behind where you can. But I'll tell you, the spirit of God living inside of us, when you hear or see something, I've had many of you guys come up to me in church and say, Pastor Tony, I heard this the other day. And man, I'm not sure, but man, something just didn't come across right. I was like, well, that's right. There is no way that this, this, and this is right. We ought to be aware of those things. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the ministers that are transformed into that. I, I want to talk about more about Satan, how he works. Because he does. He comes with lies. He comes with deception. He comes in disguise. And, he, and through these disguises and being an angel of light, he's working in our homes. He's working in our families. He's working on leaders and husbands and wives and teenagers. He's working in churches. Now I want you to turn over and I want to pull a passage apart in second thessalonians two one second thessalonians two one and and once again Paul is writing in this passage, and he says, "Now we beseech you brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus and by the gathering together unto him that ye be that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or troubled neither by spirit nor word." Nor by letter, as from us, as the, the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. That, that's the that same thing again. Hey, don't be deceived. Don't, don't let this be taken office for the fact that there's no true rapture. Or there's no true hell. Or there's no true second coming. Or God, God wouldn't throw people in the hell. And all those things that I've literally heard even recently and saw books written on that. Now notice this. except there be or Except there come a falling away first. And I'm going to ask you guys, in the last days, how is it possible to have a falling away of this magnitude? How, how is that possible? And I'll tell you how it is. You go back to what we just read, except the deceiver, the angel of light, he begins to slip in and deceive us and lie and pull our attention and masquerade what he's doing. And that's how he works. And that the man of sin be revealed. the son of perdition. He's going to sweep in and he's going to set up and he's going to do his thing and a lot of people are not even going to see it coming. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all the things that is called God or that is worship so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Paul uh, is, is speaking to the church of Thessalonica and they are being confused and he's trying to straighten them out and uh, yes, he's referring to the Antichrist and the son of perdition and what the, the after the rapture and all those things. But the same part, the beginning of this is not be soon taken, don't be troubled, don't be deceived. We're not walking through this world blind. And he talks about this great falling away that should come. First, and I say that to tell Christians that it's going to get worse before it gets better. I'm gonna, I've, I've said that, I'm saying it now, I'm going to say it again. It's going to get worse before it gets better because God has promised us that. God has told us that. Unless there come this first, and you have mixed emotions about it, because I don't want to cheer it on. You guys know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cheer it on. It's like, the world's falling apart, churches are turning their backs on God, they're throwing out the word of God, and everybody's like, yay, you know? Well, it's yay because of the fact that the, we know that it's time of Christ is coming. That's exciting for us as believers, or it should be. But at the same time, I cringe of knowing that we are, or possibly could be, that last church you guys ever thought about that i preached a long time ago i preached a a message called the last voice and i thought there is a church that only god knows when he's coming back and that land that that line of the end of time when he says that's it there's going to be that last church that god says you're it we'll be the last ones in that last 10 minutes you think about that that last hour that last day and we don't know when it is but god does I think that there's, there's a church out there that God says, you're going to be the last ones. That would be the last play. The last time you portray Jesus. You'll be the last preacher to preach that gospel. You'll be, that, that will be the last time somebody passes out of track. There's going to be a last time for everything. And then God says, that was it. Bring them home. Have you ever thought, if we're it? I said, so, well, you don't know. I, I know that. but I also can see the handwriting on the wall. And with that being said, if, if I am going to be one of the last pastors, and you're going to be one of the last Sunday school teachers, and junior church teachers, and bus drivers, and bus workers, and greeters, and usher, man, I, I say, Lord, if I'm it, if I'm going to be that last voice, Lord, I want to yell louder than I've ever le- yelled, I want to preach harder. I want to be more spirit-filled, more spirit-led, more sanctified, more prayed up, more everything. Man, I, I want to be on my game because there's no way that I want to be counted in that group of people that was deceived in, in the falling away and, and, you know, in Revelation when it talks about that apathetic church. I don't want to be that apathetic church. But I mean, when we started this greater things, and, and I did that first Sunday school class and we had everybody there and i I took them the revelation and talked about in that last days how they'll be apathetic and he said that they they were they ought to be zealous of good works they chose apathy over being zealous of good works guys it's a choice for us we can look at this and say you know what satan wants a fight i'll give him a fight i know nobody wants to challenge the devil i'm with you i don't either but if he's going to go after my church I, i say let's put on the gloves If he's going to go after this generation and after these kids, let's put on the gloves. Let's stand up. Let's fight back. So when he says he's opposing, okay, and then falling away, opposing marriage, opposing purity. I'm getting to something. You say, this is a part about Satan that I know. This isn't the angel of light. I know that. He's opposing boundaries and free sex and pornography. And he's doing all these things that we know. And he's getting into not opposing, but promoting. He's opposing anything that deals with God, about the drugs and alcohol and all the perversion. And I, I believe, and guys, I, when, when we say, "Oh, I don't know if there's demonic activity today in the world," of like we read in the in, in the Bible, let me tell you: Anytime you see the drugs and alcohol and marijuana and and uh, people having visions of this and going out of their mind and killing their children and raping people, you're going to tell me demons and, and the Satan's not working today? When People are doing things that doesn't even add up and they're doing things, they're kids and doing things in society. Yes, Satan is alive, he's real and he's working. And he's got an army out there that is doing the same thing and he's got false deceivers behind pulpits that is doing the same thing. He's creating a world... That is like in the days of Noah and the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. I say that because this morning I was in, in, in the book of uh, Genesis preaching on Abraham or teaching on Abraham. And we got to this part. And I, I'm not going to go into it because we're going to be doing it in Sunday school. But I tell you, there was something when the Bible says about the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and it says that and, and the, the messengers went up to Abraham and he said, God has heard the cry of of Sodom and Gomorrah, and I did a study on that. You know, and I'm gonna tell you guys, just cause I know you're not all in there, do you know what the cry was? The Bible says that they're no longer hiding their sin. That's what the cry was. See, see if you were to go back in history of what happens, Adam and Eve, when they fell, what did they do? They hid their sin. And when Achan sinned, he hid his sin in, in, in the, uh, underneath his tent. When David sinned against God, you know what he did? He hid his sin. He tried to cover it up by having Uriah go off the war. Because if he died and, she was, and all the things that he did of trying to call him back and then sending him back out there, he was covering up his sin. America is no longer covering our sin. There's no shame left. So, guys, as maybe some of you saw at the end or the middle of the Super Bowl, and I can't even remember the wording of it. And here it is, the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl and all the controversy of them pushing a whole other agenda. Rather than it being coming together and fighting or honoring our military, honoring police, it was the opposite. And at the end of that, and I saw the picture and some of you probably did, they had everybody in the audience hold up signs over their head and the entire stadium formed a rainbow. And it said, "In the middle of the rainbow, let love live," or something like that. Let, and I'm thinking, "Oh my goodness, the most publicized event on TV, and they have to the smear that." And you say, "Why are you saying that?" Because the Bible says, "When when when judgment was coming, the fire was falling. It was because of the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah was so great." Literally means that they were literally screaming out of we're not we 're not hiding it anymore we 're proud of it, we don 't care, get out of our face, God, this is what we are, and i don 't I, I have no apology for it, and God says judgment will come and guys as as a as a church and as a pastor and knowing the Bible and you do too, I feel like America is crying out in our sin and, and literally making us just a entertainment of it. I, I'm gonna, let me read you some verses and just remind you of something. John eighteen thirty six. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then I, my, my servants would fight. Let me, let me read another verse. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 3, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them that believe Not. Over and over again, in Revelation 2.13, I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. The word seat is thrown. See, in all of these passages, it goes over and over again. The reason why Satan is putting on the angel of light and he's doing what he's doing is because we are on his territory. And you say, well, what about, you, you say, well, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us and we have all that. Yes, right here. This is it. But everything around here, Satan says, is mine, is mine, is mine. Why do you think in in the temptation of the wilderness, when Satan walks up there and says, everything that you see, I'll give you? he say, what what do you you mean? You were talking to Jesus. No, he's the God of this world. He's claiming his territory. He He is setting up his kingdom, and little by little, it's just like I gave the illustration this morning about in my basement, I have this wet bar that that the people before had this huge thing for entertaining and everything. We went in and we're ripping it all out and turning it into a, a place to have Bible studies and our kids to hang out and things like that. You know what I'm doing is I'm turning that into to to be in the image and uh, the likeness of me. Do you see what Satan is doing with this world? He's turning everything into the image and the likeness of him. That's what he's doing. That's why he's stepping into our government the way he is and kicking out. Prayer in school. And that's, that's why he's changing entertainment and every aspect of it. And that's why he's pulling in mosques and religions and, and uh, Buddhist statues right down the street. From, all this. Stuff. He's, he's claiming his territory. He's decorating the world to make it look, everything that he is and what he is of the false gods and false religion and lies and deceit and everything else. He's just setting up his world. But see, the thing is, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm, this world is not my home. I'm traveling through. I, I, I'm not putting my tent stakes down very deep because we're going to be uprooted and getting out of here. I, I'm just passing through. But that's the thing. For the, for them that are being deceived by the angel of the light, you get it in your mind and we start living this world as if this is everything and it's not everything. So when I'm getting ready to take off and know that the time is coming, I'm going to gather up everything that I can that I can take with me as if, you know, like when you're living in Florida and they were predicting the hurricanes, okay? I I lived in Florida for a while. You know what you do? You throw everything in the car of value and you get out of there. The storm is coming. We need to be reaching our kids and going after our neighbors. I, I tell you, he can have this world, but I want to take as many people with me. That's why we do what we do. He's claiming his territory. We're on his turf. We're on your turf, it's it's almost like he has home field advantage. You know what I'm saying? I mean, with Christians and we go out there and I feel like we're walking through minefields, you can't turn and look at anything anymore. Every, everything around us you you, you go through the checkout aisle you got to guard your kids eyes and you turn on the TV and you got to flip the channel every 2 seconds and you're driving down and the billboards everywhere and it's just and it's like all around us and man this he he is definitely has home field advantage it, it's like it's like being dropped on enemy lines and we're trying to get through and rescue as many people as we can that's how we need to look at it then you see people in lawn chairs Relaxing. Hey, this world is great. Get up. What are you doing? We're, we're, we're on the battlefield. We're not here to relax. Not, not, not only are is he claiming his domain, but the angel of light has an agenda. He is, we're behind enemy lines. When the Bible says, be, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. That That lion is is on the prowl in his territory as the angel of light. But the, I want to zone in because we're talking about this angel of light is the be sober part. It's not referencing alcohol or drugs, but to be aware, alert of the enemy, to be aware and alert of his agenda, to be aware and alert of how he, he works. Because as the angel of light, what he's doing is the great falling away and us being the greatest, the absolute greatest, Enemy that he has. The absolute greatest threat that he has is sitting in here. You guys might not look at it, but I'm telling you, you you are the greatest threat that he has because you hold the word of God and you have the Holy Spirit of God living inside you. And you're gonna look in the mirror and go, if this is the greatest threat he has, we are in trouble. Don't don't question. Don't question yourself as being filled with the Spirit of God, what God can do with you. Don't ever, ever water down the fact that, that God can do more with a 92-year-old woman that is on her knees in prayer than He could with, I don't care, all the demons of hell that surround and try to invade. Here's, here, let, me, let me just tell you, uh, uh, being alert and this agenda that He has, the angel of light is sneaking into our kids bedrooms and sitting on their beds and saying, really, do you really think there is a God? Do you think your parents really have what's best in mind for you? Slowly, our kids are getting out of church and out of ministry And dropping their guards and questioning morality of a pastor gets up to to preach. And this morning, guys, I I, I touched on things. And and honestly, I'm going to be honest. That's a lot of, some of what I said this morning wasn't even in my notes. And I feel like that that there needs to be a voice that God's speaking to us through the Spirit of God to get up and talk about morality. And talk about what is right and wrong. and, And how our kids ought to date and what they're allowing in their life and all this. I mean, we need to speak up about that. Because I'm telling you that angel of light, our our kids are entertaining these thoughts and these ideas and and dropping their guard for Satan to walk right up to them and say, do you believe all that is true? Do do you believe that that's really wrong and you believe that you shouldn't do that and you think that your parents really have your best interests and all this and he is a liar and he's deceiving people. I mean, even, even to the point of godly Christian marriages that have sat there and questioned Maybe we shouldn't be together. Maybe we married wrong. Or maybe, maybe we're not in love. And maybe I'm thinking, where is that coming from? Guys, see, the grave falling away is going to come right from our seats in our churches. Because we drop our guard. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against the rulers of this darkness. We wrestle. It's war. You guys have to be willing as Satan comes in and, and, he, and he targets our kids and he targets these kids in our churches. And, and guys, I, I walked up to some of our bus captains and they told me problem after problem after problem that we had this morning. With some of our kids that came in on our buses. Having to bring kids home and, and fight with this and them being in the wrong places. And you say, what's going on? Satan is fighting hard. We don't wake up and realize that it's not all kids today. No Satan today the deceiver, the angel of light, the one that's going in and doing his job. That's what's going on. It made me think of uh, the story of David and Goliath. It's one of my favorite stories, just the application, the a- action aspect of it or whatever. If you think about David and Goliath, have you ever stopped to think about how the Bible... Look at the comparison. You have David, and David runs out with, what did he, what did he kill Goliath with? a stone. Okay, so like this. Okay? But when Goliath comes out, there's an entire chap or entire section that it says and his armor was weighed this much and he had this spear in the top of his spear and on his helmet he had this and he was this tall and he was you know what I'm saying? It goes through and it lifts it up. <coughs> For us as Christians, put it like this. Is God says, guys, let me let me show you the enemy satan's coming at you that angel of light that's invading and he he's got more weapons that you can even count he is bigger he's taller he's stronger he's he's got the weapons that any he, and he's literally i mean just coming in throwing and 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 manipulating and doing all these things he's well equipped to do the job that he's doing That's why I'm telling you, he's behind every drug, he's behind broken marriages, he's behind broken homes, he's behind drunken fathers, he's behind terrorism. He's behind every school shooting and behind every rapist. He's behind the agenda of, even to the point of the angel of light, And let me tell you, it's for our, our, our distraction with things like this. Of uh, uh, people walking through the world just like this, and, and I know we, we we text and we've got jobs, and, and I, I do that. I, I even check the orders of service and everything on here, but we're, we're realizing that a lot more of that is happening in less of this. You telling me that the angel of light is not at work? I'm telling you, absolutely, the angel of light is at work. He's dominating through rebellion. He's got an agenda. But let me close with this. The angel of light has opposition. I, I'm actually, I said that. I, w- I want you to look at it. 1 Samuel 17, 45, and we'll close with this. And uh, I don't know how it looks outside, but hopefully everybody will be able to get home safe. It, this is an intense battle that's going on. And it was war that they were facing with this intense enemy and of course, you guys know that the story, nobody stood up, no one challenged him, they're cursing their God, David shows up, mocking them, he hears it, David had this, or Goliath had this great reputation of winning victories, and all the things that we just talked about, his sword, his helmet, his spear, all those other things, but David got bothered by it, and he, he refused not to put on the, all the weapons of there, and he just took on one weapon, which was the stone in his sling. And he walks out to Goliath, and he looked like it was going to be a disaster. I mean, everybody was there. Literally, I've mentioned this before, it's like watching NASCAR. You're just watching to watch the wrecks, okay? I mean, that's it's like going to hockey, just, you know, cheering on the fights. That, that's what's going on. Everybody's watching there because a child just ran out to fight Goliath. But I want to read just one verse. 1 Samuel 17, 45, then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, and the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. Do you know when we often tell this story, do you know what we say? We say that David went before Goliath with a sling and a stone. And I'm not saying that he didn't, but if I'm going to read it again, I'm going to read it again. Then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord. Do you guys see what it was? He didn't say, and I'll come to you with a little bitty rock. <laughs> he didn't say that. See, David's emphasis was never on the rock, but on the power of God. And you can sit there and look in the mirror and go, I'm the greatest threat against this angel of light. I, I, I am the biggest defense in the world. And God says, you've you got to stop looking at your stature. you got to stop looking at your talents. you got to stop looking at and, and remember the power of God that you serve. Because that's what brought down his shield, his helmet, his, his, all his armor, everything. Everything didn't matter. Because one person stood in the power of God and threw something this big and brought all that down. You're going to tell me we don't have a chance against the devil? I'm, I'm telling you, you are wrong. The very fact that we're talking like we're talking right now, Satan's getting nervous. He's frustrated. He's like, man, what are they talking about? I wish that guy would stop. He's blowing my cover. You know, He's, he's in there exposing my schemes. He's, he's talking about, yeah, that's what we do. We, we blow... The whistle on the wolves that are creeping into our our territory and what we're doing. Our power is not in our programs. It's not in our staging. It's not in our parenting. It's it's not in our practices. It's not in all these. Our our power is in the spirit of God that's in every single one of us. These things are great. They're tools. But our power is in the name of the Lord. We're, We're in a fight. We are in a fight. And there's going to be a great falling away and perilous times will come and all those things. But i tell you, just like, just like with David, I, I say, yeah, but I'm going to give him some tough opposition in those last days. And I'm not going to fall away because I'm going to be sober. I'm going to be aware. I'm going to be alert. I, 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 I want to call him out. I, I want you guys to call him out. Man, call him out with your kids and just say, hey, guys, that might look like truth. That is a lie. Don't, don't be duped. By, don't be that. That's a deceiver doing that. He gets into your minds and starts telling you that God is not necessary and the church is not. Man, you wake up and say, that's an angel of light that just sat beside you in church and lying to you. Wake up.